Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, the show about the show, the show within the show. Every single week, we take you inside the DA show via this PGP, and that's available on all places that podcasts are downloaded, including iTunes and Radio.com and other places. Also, you can find it on the normal DA show, iTunes feed and Radio.com feed, etc. It's also available on our website. Go to CBSSportsRadio.com and click on the DA show tab. Today, Oliver Luck joined us in studio. and Oliver Luck is the CEO of the XFL. And you know our thoughts on the show about the demise of the AAF. We are openly wondering if it was the responsibility of Vince McMahon with some type of underhanded deal with Tom Dundon to end the alliance, to clear them out of the way so that they had access to all those players and all of those rosters and also didn't have the marketplace competition. So we had Oliver Luck here on the show today. And and look, I'm not joking when I say we could do an entire week on the Oliver Luck interview. And so I, I want to start here. Mraz, we had multiple conversations about whether we should even have Oliver <laughs> Luck on the show because in some ways it felt like we were cheating on the Alliance. Especially because we have railed against the XFL uh, both out of theories and both out of this isn't right that they're going to exist without the Alliance. So now to suddenly do this and bring in Oliver Luck seems very apropos of us. I think I used the word right there. It, no, it wouldn't have been apropos for us to have him have him on the show. I did not use the word right no, there. So, no. it would have been uh, yeah. apropos for us to say no. To say no. But they came to us, the XFL came to us. They they know we have an audience that enjoys spring football. They've worked with us in the past on other projects with other companies. And so we discussed this. Ultimately, I think it was our duty to have him on the show cuz he's a he's a big name sure. and I think our listeners are intrigued by the potential and the future of spring football. And look, let's lay this on the table here. I am not a genius. I think we've we've thought this out. And if my theory about Vince McMahon being involved with Dundon proves to be debunked, I mean, we're going to find out things through lawsuits and everything else. And we get to the point a year from now where we realize maybe Dundon and the Alliance are way more corrupt and the XFL had absolutely nothing to do with this and suddenly we're starving after the Super Bowl for football and we want to jump in again. Well, we have to make sure we're covering our arse. And if that means we need the XFL, well, then let's bring Oliver Luck in studio. But I'm just talking about the here and the now. We right. had the decision to make of whether we wanted Oliver Luck on the show. And, again, we are very loyal to the Alliance. Right. Ultimately, the decision was made to, yes, have him on the show because there's a story behind the Alliance that includes the XFL. Sure. And that, ultimately, you and I and the show believe that spring football can work. Sure. Well, that's definitely true. That's why we ultimately said yes. Second part was I wanted to be 
strong but fair in the line of questioning. Did you think I went too easy on Oliver Luck? No, no, and it should be noted that we discussed this in the pre-show meeting, something that listeners weren't privy to, the way to word questions, especially when it involved the Alliance of American Football and Dundon and answers that we've talked about on the show, and if you have Oliver Luck, you have to ask. I didn't think you went too easy. I I thought Oliver Luck was very smooth in his answers while leaving the door open on others, but I thought I, I didn't leave the interview thinking as a diehard of Alliance of American Football fan and being a fan of our show, thinking that you left anything that we wouldn't have wanted asked. Asked. In fact, I could argue the other way that there might have been other, you know, layup questions such as, you know, would you guys be interested in Colin Kaepernick or like something like that that might have been more clickbait worthy for people who weren't into the Alliance of American Football that you didn't ask because we had to ask heavy hitting questions that involved the Alliance of American Football. Heavy hitting Alliance questions. So it comes down to two parts for me that we could talk about forever. Number one, forever. Something that you have continually banged the drum on that the AAF had its players sign a deal that made them contractually obligated to only play in the Alliance and not play in another spring football league. It did not declare XFL, according to Oliver Luck, but a spring football league. But that's true. That would involve Ricky Williams's league. Remember, we had him in studio. Right. I think there's some other league involving somebody else, and then the CFL as well. Okay. Although the CFL's more. Of a summer league. But that's included because there's a current lawsuit right now. Some players are trying to get in on the CFL, and the Alliance is actually still blocking them based on their contracts right now. I guess not really a summer league. It just starts way earlier than the NFL. It starts in July. Right. I mean, it it technically continues in the fall, but I don't think it's considered fall football. That's weird. I think... Even though the championship is Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, it goes from from July to Thanksgiving. Whatever it was on that Alliance of American football contract, maybe it was simply no other league besides the NFL can you get out of. So the point that you keep bringing it up is, why you keep bringing it up is if Garrett Gilbert or any of these players in the AAF signed this contract, they would not be able to get into a bidding war with another league like the XFL. Right. The XFL could offer them much more than Garrett Gilbert was uh, making, but that he would not be able to break his contract. I guess that's enforceable in courts? I don't know how you necessarily kind of... Well, if you sign a contract, you're locked into the contract. You're legally ab- unless the, obliged and le- to... Right, unless whoever you sign the contract with lets you out of it. So, Oliver Luck said that he believed, because we always said if that's the case, then where are they going to find another league worth of guys that are not good enough to play in, in the NFL? I mean, there's already eight teams of the AAF. Let's assume the best eight teams worth of players are in the AAF. Now you've got to find the next eight teams to fund and to sure. flesh out the XFL. First thing that threw up to me a red flag was Oliver Luck saying that's true. Their contracts did say that, but we think we would have been able to get a state uh, court to debunk that and allow them out of their contracts. Uh-huh. That's how they were planning to flesh out the rosters. Now that's courts, and that's fighting things in courts, and that's an unknown, and you don't know timing of that. It's hard for me to believe that the XFL was completely comfortable fleshing out an entire other league based on the assumption they would win in court. Which also tells me that it was discussed that the AF had players they wanted and needed and how they would go about Of course. And that was something that Oliver Luck would have been privy to those conversations to even know that. So I I just want to have that as a starting base point that 
the fear of not having enough players, something we discussed and something we discussed with the contracts, was actually discussed within XFL circles. Totally. Oliver Luck all but confirmed that by saying we would have fought that in courts and whatnot. So that seems a little shaky to me that they were going to flesh out an entire other league's worth of because they said we have we did not want the alliance to fold. We were not happy about it. We're not dancing on their grave. We were going to flesh out our rosters another way. And we assume we we're going to win in court on this so that we could have plucked players away. Sure. That feels shaky to me. I don't, I don't, I don't believe that they were not happy. And that's what I said to him. I said, I, I trust you, but I don't trust the idea that the entire league is happy, is not happy that the AAF folded because now it's a floodgate of players. You don't have to fight for, for them in court. Right. And we read those stories that within a day of the AAF folding, some players had already been reached out to by the XFL, which meant they were ready to pounce. The second part is, is we kind of piece together this idea, this theory that the XFL wanted the alliance to fail and maybe even helped it fail. Took was, part in the fail. Was your idea that you floated that now has gotten some traction that Vince McMahon might have had an under-the-table deal with Tom Dundon to pull the plug? And I asked him directly about this, and Luck, his wording, and I'd have to play this soundbite exactly, but I believe he said, well, I would highly doubt that and then poo-pooed the idea, but at the very back end said, I can neither confirm nor deny. Sure. Which, and that was a big matzo ball to leave out there. Oh, yeah. Look, he definitely has faith in Vince McMahon. I think that came across well in the interview, but when you ask that... And I have far more faith in Vince McMahon's financial capabilities than whatever happened to the XFL, or the AAF. Of course. But Oliver Luck now has already stated in this interview... They would fight that other stuff in courts, which means he was privy to that. Now you throw him this line of questioning, and he says everything he can say about Vince McMahon, the person, and saying he would highly doubt that. But Vince McMahon is a smart enough businessman that he could have gone rogue very easily and not had Oliver Luck involved. So for Oliver Luck to say, I can neither confirm nor deny, means he probably knows he doesn't know everything about Vince McMahon, yet he's only been working with him a few short months. Okay, this is interesting. And if he doesn't know, like he can't, he can't stamp his name on declaratively saying that Vince McMahon did anything if he doesn't fully 100% know him yet. And if, if Oliver or Luck... Or fully trust him yet. Or trust him yet. And if Oliver Luck, you know, what I mean, has any theory on Vince McMahon doing that and he knows this could come back to bite him, I mean, this could be, you know, there could be counter lawsuits if this really happened or anything like that with Ebersole. Uh, you know, Oliver Luck's got to keep his hands clean of this too. So for him to... If he just absolutely said... No, there's no way that happened. Definitely not happened. Well, suddenly he might be a guilty party in that. But to say I don't, I don't confirm or deny tells me he's leaving himself and his hands clean. If this ever came up and it did happen, bam. Okay, so he's innocent. One of two ways this can go, which is again why I wish we could do an entire show on this. Do you believe Oliver Luck doesn't know whether Vince McMahon had influence over the end of the AAF, but assumes that well he could have. Because I don't necessarily trust him not to have done that. He, he, He's capable of that. Or do you think he knows Vince McMahon did have influence and has to claim ignorance? I don't think he knows, but I think he is suspicious of it. Really? But he's hoping that he didn't. You think he's suspicious? I do think he's suspicious. Because how could... I mean, look. It takes a long time to build trust with somebody. I mean, I'm talking about relationships in life, friendships, business partnerships. Oliver Luck and Vince McMahon haven't known each other that long, you know, where they've had direct contact, they've been working with each other. There is no way that either Vince or Oliver, while they might be building up trust, completely trust each other. There's no way. 
There's no way that... Knowing the reputation of Vince McMahon Knowing anyway. the reputation of Vince McMahon that Oliver Luck can know every single thing Vince McMahon does. And Vince McMahon is cutthroat, and he will do anything he can to make sure his product is the best. So Oliver Luck kind of worrying about more of the football stuff and everything like this. In the back of his mind, when the AAF folds and he sees another millionaire like Dundon deal with this, and he kind of reads the story, and maybe you see a report floated out there that was started by the DA show, uh, or rumor at least, he has to, in the back of his mind, question it. Any human could question This isn't an outrageous theory. Question it. And maybe he's asked. And maybe he was told, oh, you know, no. Or maybe he didn't get the no he was looking for. Where he doesn't know for a fact. But he certainly doesn't know enough that it did happen. And therefore, that's the answer he's got to give. Which, if that is the case, I respect Oliver Luck for giving us that answer. Oliver Luck has been an athletic director. He has led um, MLS franchise at the Houston Dynamo to a championship. He has helped lead the uh, NFL Europe. Mm-hmm. He has been all over the place. I mean, he has been in high-pressure, high-level situations, leading things, developing programs, departments, etc., for decades. And he's the father of Andrew Luck. Sure. He's he's done very well. He's a very smart guy. So ultimately, I think he's got integrity. Ultimately, I trust him. And ultimately, having spent 20 minutes with him, I, I just feel comfortable with him generally. I agree with that. But it left a lot of doors open for me, and I don't, I really don't know if I can ever embrace the XFL because I just have a sinking feeling that Vince killed the Alliance. I'm going to leave the the pause there. I agree with you. If you asked me, and look, it's been my theory to begin with, right now as we said on April 16th, 2019, and I said this about two weeks ago, and I will, I believe it even more now than ever. I think Vince McMahon was involved with Tom Dunnan in some way, and I think there's going to be, unfortunately, no way to prove it because I think Vince is too smart to have some kind of paper trail involved with this. Now, I mean, I guess if somebody really went to trace bank accounts, we would see a $35,000 or $35 million uh, transfer fee, but who, fee. Point is... I think Vince and Dundon made a deal. And maybe Dun- maybe that wasn't the initial deal when Dundon bought in, but maybe Dundon didn't like the way things were going, and Vince knew that Dundon didn't like the way things were going, and he made a pitch. You pull the plug now, you're cut- I'll cut your losses in half. I will buy you out for half. And for Vince McMahon, $35 million, if he really has all this money, be paying quarterbacks tears and this, that, the other thing, may not be a lot to wipe away your competition, make sure you get the best players possible. To me, it's a pretty sound investment by a guy trying to start a football league. And, look, if if Oliver Luck, your CEO and Vince McMahon's closest person on this entire XFL deal, can't 100% tell us we're crazy for saying that, like, laugh at the notion that we would even say that, but have to answer that that measured and tell us not neither confirm or deny, look, I walk away even more convinced than ever. The AAF died and Vince McMahon had something to do with it. <sighs> Which is just killer. Because you know what's going to happen? The XFL is going to be a lot more organized than the Alliance. It's going to have a much more steady funding behind it. It's going to learn from all the mistakes that the Alliance made, and it's going to have a much better chance of survival. But it's not going to be as good. It's not. It's just the way they've already set it up. I don't trust them going into NFL cities. I think the the USFL succeeded in cities where there was not the NFL. I don't don't trust some of these rules and their – 
weird overtime rules. There's going to be like a shootout on both ends of the, the field. I agree with that. They got a three-point play instead of a two-point conversion after touchdowns. If they're saying they're not going to be into gimmicks, and it seems like half of the scoring is gimmicks. We're going to have a rouge, too? Yeah, there was... Uh, I, there's There has to be an, a wrestling aspect to this because Vince has his name on it. They're gonna and and he said it's gonna be three hour games. The alliance was great because it was two and a half. Right, right. And he said we got to make sure the games are three hours. Well, I would hope they're they're not any That's more an NFL than three game now. Right. So I just don't think it's gonna be as good. I think it'll have better success rate, but it's not gonna be as good. I agree. And ultimately, to me, the XFL is always gonna have this stain in the back of my mouth now. And it's sad because I love the original XFL. That's what drew me to love the alliance. Uh, I'm always gonna think and have this bad taste that. Vince McMahon was involved, and it's going to take a lot for anybody to ever convince me otherwise going forward. And and frankly, look, I, I damaged some relationships being this invested in the Alliance <laughs> American Football. I did. It, you know, home life, family life, skipping things, because it was always known that mo- the moment the NFL season ended, uh, suddenly your schedule was supposed to be pretty available to make certain events in the weekend, and I, I gave them up. And I don't, I don't have any regrets for doing that, but... I think what's going to happen is the XFL, if I'm home by myself on a Saturday night or a Sunday afternoon next winter, yeah, sure, maybe I'll put on a game because I love football. But is my heart, like I was an Orlando Apollos fan, am I really going to be invested in the New York team here? Like, I'm going to be loving this. Am I going to go out of my way to watch a big matchup on a weekend? No. I, I can't see myself doing that. And frankly, Vince McMahon, if you took part in this alliance takedown, I, I might have been more likely to do that had you kept the alliance alive? Because maybe I would have been flipping back and forth in hopes of an eventual merger. But uh, he killed spring football for me. <laughs> so I just want to address next week I'm off. and Nothing going on, though, next week for you to be off. People will wonder where the hell is DA. It's NFL draft week. And this is what ended up happening. Back in November, some members of my family were setting up a trip to go to Peru. And it was going to be uh, doing hikes and some cool adventure stuff and exploring the, the country and seeing some ruins and, you know, really cool is to go hike Machu Picchu. And I've been to Peru once before six years ago and it's a wonderful place and I really enjoyed it. So I said, this is kind of another once in a lifetime opportunity. You know, I don't know where my life will be next year in terms of, you know, scheduling or other duties, responsibilities, You're family, married now, married stuff, family stuff starting a family, et cetera, you don't know. So I just said, let me take this opportunity. This was last November. And I said, you know what? I'm on board with this. And I booked my flight by early January. And I told you guys, I'm going to go to Peru. um, And I'm excited a week away. And I'm going to go see some soccer matches in Lima. So I'm really excited. And as we creep closer, you said, do you know what's going on that week? And this was probably a month ago. Yeah. And I said, no, what's going on that week? You know, I assumed it was April, so I just assumed maybe early part of the NBA playoffs, which is what I what happened last time I was gone. It was, I think, the first round of the NBA playoffs. Sure, that I was yeah. Gone. So I said, yeah, early round NBA, but I'll be back, obviously. Um, and there's eight weeks of the NBA postseason. You're like, well, that's draft week. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. <laughs> now note that my vacation had been cleared by the bosses. Sure. The... The flights were booked. The hotel was booked. Everything's booked. I can't back out of it now. And again, the boss has cleared it. And I said, oh, no. <laughs> oh, this is not good. No. So next week, and it's not like the NFL draft falls on a Saturday and Sunday anymore. 
It used to be that way, which I could get away with. Happens on a Thursday and Friday. So the good news is you'll only miss one day of reaction out of me that Friday. Sure, you'll come back after the draft is missed, but the entire lead-up to the draft, which is a lot of fun with the NBA playoffs. Which is a lot of fun, although it's not necessary. But, you know, me missing Friday after the first round is tough. So that's a tough spot. Look, so it was overlooked. For sure. That that, that was the what, – what were the odds? If I was missing this week, it'd be no problem. Now, it's, really, it's – we get a lot of gripes because you, you'll take a college football road trip and I'll take a Giants road trip every year – uh, you get a lot of gripes if you miss a lot of time in the fall, especially with the Which NFL never do. and college football. One day, perhaps. Right. You know, maybe I'll do a wraparound weekend, but taking a week-long vacation of the fall, like, the bosses will have your head. Can't do it. That includes the football playoffs. You cannot take off around the Super Bowl unless you take off that bye week, and you really shouldn't take off during March Madness. I think you're getting in for maybe the last time. I think the NFL draft is growing to be maybe one of the top three events, like Super Bowl, Final Four. I think the draft's getting to that point. I just got a couple emails from people who we dealt with in the Super Bowl that are doing a full-blown radio row like with with big guests. And I wasn't getting those emails four years ago. So this could be the last week as a radio host to get away with taking off on the NFL draft. Which therein lies again. I might never have a chance to do this ever again. Once in a lifetime <laughs> chance to take off the last week of April. Yes. So next week I apologize. I'm not going to be around draft week. And it's not like I can call in. <laughs> no. No, I'm going to be gone. No, I'm, I'm going to be in the mountains of Peru, so I'm I'm Gonzo. Yeah, very much off the grid, very much. Now well, I I actually land Saturday morning. I've got a, a Friday night flight, uh, red eye out of uh, out of Lima. Right, which you were landing in time to make it home for the Alliance Championship game. Correct, it's going to be that Saturday night. So I'll be back for day three, the Saturday. Sure, and I'm sure right when you get off that red eye from Peru, you're going to go right to grinding out rounds four through seven on the NFL Network. <laughs> But I apologize. It was an oversight. Bosses didn't see it. I didn't see it. Nobody Boy, saw it. Deflecting a lot of blame here. And huh? I'm, I mean, I, I overlooked it, but uh, I'll be gone NFL draft week. Yeah, and it should be noted with Diagon, I'll also be gone on the shows all week. <laughs> so I don't know who's filling in or who's producing, but uh, yeah, have a good week. I don't feel bad about missing Monday through Thursday. I mean, Thursday a little bit just because it's like the anticipation. Right. But by this point, unless there's a huge trade that happens the week of. Oh, you know there will be. There's nothing really to do except do the same thing we've been doing for four months now, which is prepare for the draft. It's a good point. <clears throat> but Friday is a bad day. Friday's a bad day. That, but look, you chalk it up. It's a loss. But I'll tell you this. I will more than likely be tweeting about the draft Friday. Uh, Thursday night. If you're giving me a Kyler Murray take from some cave in Peru, <laughs> I mean, that's truly an award-winning situation. Well, I've been to sports bars in Peru. And now they're going to have the NFL draft on in Peru? Good question. They don't have to, though. I can just scroll on my phone. Good point. No. Good point. So I'll probably tweet some takes, but uh, there's going to be no audio. Don't make me laugh if I'm getting takes from Peru. <laughs> <laughs> what would be great is me doing, like, an Instagram live from, like, a hike in the mountains as I discuss whether Will Greer should have went in the first <laughs> round or not. <laughs> what a mess. I can't believe Bosa slipped to four. As you see, like, Panthers coming out of their <laughs> woods. All right, uh, that is side A. Here comes side B. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. 
welcome into Side B of the PGP. This is Mraz, host of Side B and the executive producer of the DA show. Andrew the Bogeyman Bogish is in the house. Yay. And I couldn't be happier to see him. That's not true. Yeah, I don't know. I'm serious because this is a very important week on the DA show. Mm. Um, not only are we closing out the regular season of the Alliance Market Football, it's been a great year, obviously. Uh, and we're as we full steam ahead towards the playoffs. So we're going to touch on that in just a second. But. We didn't get into this to side A, shockingly, and it is the week here. We are in one spicy moment. We are in dip a peep and salsa, getting a bunny costume, hand out candy week. And not only do we get DA doing it, but we get Andrew Bogish doing it. And it really just brings a smile to my face. Can I get some thoughts as we head into the week? Uh, two thoughts in particular. Uh, one, I didn't make a big enough stink in the moment, and maybe this is something that we need to put in the bylaws of our future pick'em contests. Uh-huh. But somehow, and I, we've already broken down the Misfit ESPN BS rankings here, but they do list me ahead of DA <laughs> in their standings. So I feel like my assumption is that I somehow, if we're from a playoff spot, I'd be getting into the playoffs winning this tiebreaker. So I kind of feel like I'm technically not in last. And I feel like I could have made a bigger stink of that before giving in and being part of the, the punishment. All right, I'm going to hear you out, but I need you to answer a question honestly for yes. me. And this is because it only happens to me. Uh, I lost my login password to my ESPN yeah. account so I could stop tracking standings. Right. But I will say, did you guys finish with the same amount of points? Well, that's why we're tied. Okay, so here's the bit. Like, does it... Like, anybody, they're not going to just put you guys all at the same number. Like, I'm sure other people were tied up the other ranks and people kind of came ahead of them, and I don't think there was a tiebreaker. My guess is your name starts with an A and DA's name starts with a D, and therefore that's why you're ahead. Yeah, but I don't know that my, I don't I don't know how we were listed. That's what I, and I, I actually, they must have maybe killed I, the link. It used to be in my phone, in my in the ESPN app, to take me right to, um... My guess is it's alphabetical, in which case you should not get any yeah, favorites. Yeah, it, it very well might be. But if it is somehow, like, because I, ha- I had more Final Four teams, if there was a true tiebreaker, I feel like I should Well, I think what, avoid the punishment. Maybe we should have explored more why the, we're listed the way we are. Look, I think we're a fair show, and we're all about balance here. Right. So I would say, now that this has become a thing, apparently, that we're going to do this really. every year. Well, I mean, it's two years. Oh, so, I think about me trying to get out of this at the no, last no, no, second. No, no, no. I, I actually credit you for not, because if it was me in your shoes... You'd be looking for every way I out. I would have found every technicality loophole, and I would not be eating right now if right. I finished ahead of DA, and it would have furiated DA, and DA probably wouldn't have talked to me for a month, and then we would have moved past it. Right. But you're a man, and I will give you that. But I do think, uh, like other bracket challenges would do for breaking a winner, maybe to break a loser. The scores. The score, like the combined total of the right. championship game, and then we would have this. But nonetheless, we found ourselves in the peep pickle we're in... And I will say, and you saw me come in here, This we're taping this on Wednesday morning with a basket looking like a fat bunny myself. Yeah. I have uh, Easter grass, I have some Easter candy, and I have brought in the peeps that you guys will be eating. Now, yeah. I didn't overbuy the peeps. There's about 10 peeps, but all we really need is two. Yeah. But there's a, a little wrinkle. Now, I sent my wife with the old debit card to the store. She said she was going. How nice of you. Well, she said she was going shopping with the friends. I said, I need, I wrote down a list. I need these things taken care of. I'm doing my part. So, actually, I didn't even do my part. My wife did. Right. She came back with two different types of peeps, though, Andrew Bogus. I heard this. Regular, standard, marshmallowy, blue, sugar, razzled peeps. Yeah. Because you usually get the yellow or the blue. Yeah, Sometimes pastels. The yeah, springtime colors. 
The others are pancake syrup flavored yeah. peeps, which I don't know that either you or DA will partake on or partake in, mm. but they are there, and I don't know if that matters or changes the flavor at all, but I want to get inside your mind. Will you go for that, or will you go for the standard piece? I have, you know, I was I was able to ignore, I tried to ignore this. I didn't want to spend the last, you know, week plus doom and gloom fearing this, but just this morning, like, standing and brushing my teeth, I remembered hearing DA said, we're doing this Thursday or Friday. Sure. Now it's Wednesday, and... This is now officially upon us. So now I'm in freakout mode. Like, what am I gonna ha- like? Do I need to have a big breakfast? So I've got a base of food in my gut when the salsa gets down there to help absorb it. I think you want bready. Am I right? Soap. Do I have like a muffin? Is that somehow gonna like a muffin or a bagel? But you don't want to do anything like hot or anything where there's gonna cause some fireworks right. the other end. Right. So then, like, do I, do I go and buy like a smoothie to have after the fact to throw something nice and cool and soothing down behind the salsa? Which peep am I gonna use? Do I eat the whole peep? Do I eat more peeps after that to just keep again trying to <laughs> snuff out <laughs> all of this heat? Because I said this, I think, on the air. My initial fear was walking around in the bunny suit. Like, right. having people who... I would prefer know me for my work, meet me for the first time because I'm the doofus in the bunny costume mm-hmm. giving them candy. Sure. But now that we're here, I'd probably prefer to win the bu- to wear the bunny can- the costume all week. Wow. Then eat the hot salsa. It's a little I'm spooked dip. all of a sudden. It's a dip. I know, but it's real. But they they wouldn't make it if it actually killed you. Well, not kill me, but I just I don't I don't want to feel uncomfortable. All right, well, I mean, you should have thought of that before you had Fordham going to the Sweet 16. Uh, that, In retrospect, I mean, that was my biggest thing. and it was, you could, One more point could right. have made all the had, difference. Had I you. just not, if I just picked Syracuse, which was the clear choice in that 3-14 matchup in the Portland region, I would have been sitting here just squeaking past DA. All you needed was one more point. And I actually thought, I mean, no joke, like I, I picked that because I felt like I couldn't pick against them because they're my girls. And I thought like... <laughs> I'll make up for this in other places because I trusted my ability to make other good picks to make up for losing that one little corner. And I almost did, but I somehow didn't. Disaster. But you still didn't answer the question. Regular peep or pancake syrup peep? Um, I mean, the syrup one starts to make sense because it's syrupy and it's sweet. Right. But it's not actual syrup. Like, I probably should drink syrup right. after the fact. Um, I don't think it matters. And I don't really like peeps either, so that's a whole other thing. I don't think anybody does. Yet they, no, they, they have a booming it's, it's business. One, to me, it's one of those things that you're either all in or you you got nothing for. Huh. You think they're the greatest thing ever, and you open them up and you like make them stale for a little bit. Like You know exactly how long they're supposed to sit there before you eat them. Like You're either all in or you don't even bother with them. There's no in-between on peeps. Has anybody tried to toast them and put them on a s'more? I don't know about that, but I know if you put them in the microwave, they like puff up. I look, I, and I then just, deflate, and then they're a weird, different oh, consistency. So they're a Tom Brady candy. Uh, anyway, I don't know what that means. Uh, deflate gate. Oh, I was thinking like whales, and then getting small again, like some kind of cheating thing. Anyway, can't have it. Now, I will say on the Easter candy front, to fill up the basket, DA mm. mentioned several times Cadbury eggs, maybe some mm. Reese's eggs. Um, so my wife went, and now I have followed suit and went yesterday. And I'm trying to find a good deal on Cadbury eggs. You can't find a deal now. It's Easter. Well, here's the problem. You know, you would think like Halloween, you buy a big bag of the candy, you know, you sprinkle it throughout, and there'd be like some Cadbury eggs in there. 
these things are going on a dollar to some places a dollar fifty an egg. An egg? How ridiculous is that? What's in there? Gold? That's what I'm saying. And those are disgusting. That's that's my point. It's yeah. not even good. So right now I have a basket full of eighteen um like candy variety eggs. Like you open up like a plastic egg and there's candy in it. Okay. Plus some other candy sprinkled throughout. And I might get another bag too because I don't know how many salespeople are gonna run into handing out right. candy. And I have the Easter grass and everything. But I think the Cadbury eggs might be out. And look, not to say I can't afford to buy a bunch of Cadbury eggs. But we don't need to spend that money on these schlubs around well, here. That, that and the Cadbury egg stinks to begin with. I know they're not a sponsor. A dollar an egg? Maybe you know, back only... in my day, you know, bread used to cost a nickel. Maybe they're only selling 12 a year, so they got to get as much profit in as they can. That's a good point. But right? That is, is that not absurd? I mean, I've never, I think they're disgusting, so I've never attempted to buy them. So I don't, I don't have like a price point to work off of, but any, like a candy bar should cost a dollar max. Right, right. You're not giving me a Twix. No. Mr. Cadbury. Yeah. You take your eggs and shove them. That's not the Easter spirit. That is not the Easter spirit. <laughs> and now real quickly before I let you go, uh, Oliver Luck in studio yeah. with DA. Yeah. Spreading the XFL gospel. Yeah. Obviously, he's all in. He left the door open on the Dundon stuff, even though he didn't deny it. Now, I will say, and the only reason I'm tying this into you is we did so successful Alliance primetime. I am very skeptical the XFL, if not completely out on the XFL. Ooh. If Oliver Luck came to us and saw the Alliance primetime tapes after coming in studio yeah. and said, we want you guys to do this for the XFL, would you feel obligated that we had to do it if Oliver Luck himself came to us? I, I wouldn't feel obligated, but I think, you know, Tom Dundon was selfish when it came to ending the AAF. Sure. Um, he did what he thought was best for, I guess, him. I feel like we should do what's best for us. And, you know, I think Gary Gilbert would get over it if we moved on and picked a uh, new XFL well, quarterback Wouldn't you feel team. dirty? Um, I'd feel a little bit dirty, but I'd also, you know, feel like we apparently upgraded. I mean, my guess is the XFL lasts for at least an entire one season. So, I mean, you got to go where your bread's buttered, you know? They have to pay us, though, right? At least in Cadbury eggs, if not an actual money. <laughs> Cadbury eggs might be worth more than actual money. <laughs> All right, so just real quickly. Yeah. A hypothetical Easter bunny costume to your head. Yeah. Are we doing XFL primetime a year from right now? No. Okay. I can neither confirm nor deny to put the words of Oliver Luck back in his mouth. Yeah. On that note, that's going to end the PGP. The next time you hear from us, Andrew Bogish will have salsa down his throat. He will have looked like a bunny. And DA will have Hopefully rock climbed in Peru. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. So and good by the job way, by him missing the draft. Yeah, That's we uh, wish spot DA, on. We wish DA the best of luck, and we hope yeah. by the time Kyler Murray's a Cardinal, that DA is uh, not in zip ties it's, in the back of a van. Uh, it's the kid you cut out in the bath of ice somewhere. <laughs> right. right. Uh, and Liam Neeson, if you're listening, we might need you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's going to wrap up PGP. You can follow Andrew Bogish on Twitter. At Andrew Bogish. And you can follow me on Twitter, at CBS. Have a great weekend. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.